Well, good day, everyone. Here we are again at a live podcast, and I'm with Christian Mungai, one of the great pastors on our staff, and he taught in the chapel this week, and we had yes. a great weekend at Mariner's Church. We had a healing service, which is always sort of startling because people come in and go, healing? Boy, you guys don't look like healers, and what does that mean, and how does that work? And so we talked about what that meant, and we looked at God's Word, and we saw that God, our Father, is a Father who loves to heal. And then we looked at stories about Jesus, and He showed us that He has the power to heal. And then He commissioned us to go out in His name and to carry out His ministry. And so we're a part of that. And so we did what it says in James 5, where we had elders and pastors and shepherds in the front ready to greet people. And they came in faith, trusting God, willing to take that huge risk of saying, God, I believe what you say is true, and I'm going to take you at your word. And so I'll come forward, whether they were sick emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally. And then we came in faith, believing that God would do what he said he would do, as James 5 said. And so our faith meets their faith. We anointed him with oil because God, as we said, is a God of props. And he loves for us to experience physically truths that uh, he wants us to understand. And so the Holy Spirit is present in that moment. And then elders and pastors, shepherds prayed. And it was so exciting to hear the stories of people who came forward and, and different pastors talked about things that I've been through in my life. I got to pray with people and, uh, and ask God to deliver or to rescue or to heal. And so, Christian, yes. you were in the, the chapel. Uh, chapel, and you got to do that. First of all, talk to me about the message. What was it that God spoke to you, and what did you feel that was important as you I, I think, spoke? to me, it was incredible to just watch, uh, because as you speak, you almost, um, you have an audience that is looking at you, and you're looking at them, and I just could not help but notice that as we spoke, you could see people identifying with different aspects of the message. So when you talk about the untouchable, yes. you could see somebody just almost like uh, move their head or their eyes became wide. And um, when you talk about the unlovable, the untouchable, or you talk to people who are helpless and the destitute and desperate, uh, you could almost see those emotions. And so uh, you come in and there's almost like a weight. And by the time you're praying for people, you could see them just coming and trusting that God is actually going to do that. So for me, what I felt is that we had a great opportunity to invite people. Sometimes I think people just need to be given the opportunity to come and experience Jesus. Like, like you said, we're not the healers, but they believed as we were speaking that God could actually meet them. And even if they don't get healed, they believe that God will provide everything that they need. That to me was just amazing. And I, I, and I just got to really enjoy um, that aspect of, 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 um, of the message. And so we're excited to hear some of the stories. Uh, if you've got a story, we'd love to hear that. If you came and uh, prayed for it. But we do this about twice a year as a church, and we're very excited. Now, we do it every weekend, of course. People, mm. we have elders available uh, after services, and so it's something that we do every weekend. But we make it a service, and it was great to see God work. Then, Christian is from Nairobi, from yes. Kenya, so you can hear it in his voice. <laughs> and he and I and a group of people went down to Rojo Gomez, yes. which was very exciting. And uh, we went down with our church partner, Pastor Daniel, who's on our staff, and he's down there, and he's planted 11 churches. And our church is very involved in Rojo Gomez, and we saw a whole bunch of things. What were some of the things that you saw that were so exciting for you, Christian? Um, what was incredible is just especially when we got there, and we they, they had a time of worship, and they uh -huh. invited us to, to this time of worship. And we just stood there, and you could tell, you know, at first... 
were just standing there and watching them as they do, as they lead us into worship. Then all of a sudden, everybody on our team was not watching, but engaged, fully involved. And I just saw this beautiful picture of... Um, how God has called us as a whole as a whole body of Christ, not just the American church or the African church or the Latin American church or the Asian church, but he's called us as his body to come together in fellowship and worship. And I think Carl Zimmerman put it very well. Carl Zimmerman is one of our pastors at Mariners. And he said that um, worship is a universal language, that at that particular time, they were singing and worshiping in, in Spanish, but we were all engaged and involved. And it was just, you could see the excitement and the joy Joy, that kind of gave me a glimpse of what um, heaven would look like. And I, I just felt that um, God is calling us to this um, global um, party and a global engagement where we all come together as a church and stand together and praise God together. And so that was beautiful for me. It was incredible. And then another picture that I had that was incredible was um, we had a moment where we went to listen to what God is saying to us to us and so pastor daniel was standing right in the middle with his wife yoli holding hands and praying and we were just around them the team from miners was just sitting all around them and there was just this, this sense of safety and security and then you looked around that and around us was these mountains these beautiful mountains that surrounded us and all of a sudden i got this image of um god surrounding us just like the way um the mountains he says in the in the, in the, in the, in the bible says that uh, as the mountains surround jerusalem so does the lord surround us and then this sense of security and safety when we together as a church come as a global church not just as one little tiny church but as pastor daniel was in the middle and then you have all these people from miners then you have me from kenya and god is just continuing to add on to our numbers it's incredible to see the church as a as a, as a capital c church and it's something that we're trying to learn as a church we feel like uh, too often the American church, and you've been a part of this discussion, Christian, and so when I ask you this question, as American church, historically, we've gone to the world with answers, and mm -hmm. yet I don't think that we have all the answers. In fact, there's a lot to learn, and so we've learned a lot from your home church in Kenya, and we've yes. talked about that, Mavuno Church, but even as we went down to see these churches in Mexico that are just across the border. There's things that we have to learn from them. What are some of the things that you think that we can be learning from them? I think uh, one of the things that is pretty evident is that, um, um, and I heard this from so many of our staff members and so many people who traveled, they said they saw a sense of joy. And um, this in itself is, is, is hard to fathom because joy is really being able to rise above your circumstances and being able to, despite and in spite your circumstances, to have a perspective that God is still there and God still cares for you. So that's something that we can learn. The other thing that is um, pretty cool that we can actually get to see is the sense of resilience. Um, people who get beat down every day, they wake up without knowing where they're going to get a meal, but they get up every day look to God and, 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 and rely on God fully and totally. So that sense of resilience is something else that um, I have found that we can learn from the global church. And then just the whole idea of worship, you know, mm -hmm. just getting and being totally unabandoned. We come in and we have our reservations, we've got our images to manage, but in the rest of the world, it's like there's a freedom, there's a liberty. When you get into the presence of God, it's the one place that you know you can be totally abandoned. And, and I love to watch this. And sometimes for us in the Western world, here in the Western world, we kind of reserve. We're just a little reserved when it comes to that. But in and the presence of God, there's liberty. That. You yes. felt like uh, 
you you even said in front of the church that the Latino church yes. is a little better, the African <laughs> church is better. We're a little inhibited now. What can is it that we can learn about that? In all seriousness, because you, I think you're sincere when you say that. Yes. We do need to learn from them. And what is that? Yeah, sometimes you say you know like, as a joke because you talk about the whole dancing thing, but this is more than dancing. This is um, the the ability to just be liberated, to know that you don't have to come and try and look good or there's a certain way of fashion or style that you have to fit into it's just coming as you are and I think that's what we do when we come the rest of the world understands that because it's a one place they feel they can um, they can totally unload all the heaviness and the weight and the pressures of the world in the presence of God there's truly that liberty we believe in that and, yes. uh, and I think that's something that uh, the American church that can believe is that you know I think because of having other answers we've got uh, we rely on our jobs and our security and all these other things it's very hard to come to God and just say you know completely in, in, uh, and engage but for us we come in like we have nothing else so we're coming into God and saying God take away this burden take away give me hope for tomorrow and so that is incredible and um, so that's one of the things that we can also learn from the okay, church okay I want to take it one step yes. further so what you're saying is um, because in these churches there's uh, a greater desperation and maybe yes. honesty with the desperation yes. where in the American church uh, we've worked hard to yes. keep that desperation away from away. us. There is these the the beauty of being able to come in those churches, Latino churches, African churches, where people are quicker to raise their hands because they're that sense of surrender or or desperation. A child reaching up saying, "Father, I need you." There, you know, they're just quicker to get mm-hmm. and resolved. You know, in that sense, with their their whole body, and I believe, like you're saying, it's natural. You know, yes. if you talk to a, any child that's three, four years old. You say, you know, you're a good dancer. They go, yeah, I I can dance. I'm a good dancer. <laughs> you know, you say you're a good singer. Oh yeah, I'm a good singer. But somewhere in the American church, it gets beaten out of yes. us. And so your first point was, okay, there's a greater honesty, greater desperation, our need, and we we work harder at trying to manage image. So we need to let that go. I, th- I, I hear what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. Is there other hints that you'd give to us that would say, you know, American church, you ought to try maybe this? Well, and, and sometimes I wonder how to navigate that because I, I see it, I experience it now that I've been lived in this country for over the last 10 years. I see how that can become difficult. So I'm not like beating down or faulting the American church in that sense. What I'm saying is that sometimes what people look at as um, as a curse, like the challenges, the hurt, the pain, can be a blessing when it comes to the presence of God. And so um, learning and embracing this uh, theology of suffering yes. and pain is a beautiful thing because when you come in with a pain and you come in with a hurt and to the point of desperation when you go to God he's the only result that you have and so um, when we're speaking at the chapel when I was speaking at the chapel this weekend I mentioned that we should and we could do other things other than pray but we should do nothing without prayer and what I was saying by that is that in, in America, we first try other things. Yeah. You know, we first try the doctors, we try all these other things, and then we come in and say, hey, if, if everything else fails, we pray. But in the rest of the world, it's the other way around. We have no doctors to go to. We have no uh, education to lean on. We have no businesses. We have no strategy. So we are going to God and saying, God, you are only hope and our only result. So as we go into his presence, we're really coming um, totally giving it your all because, you know, that's all you've got, you know. And so that is something that um, when we, start learning to not to rely on the things that we have but a lot more on who God is and what he can do then 
even the doctors, the strategy, the, all that just become a, a, a fulfillment of what who God is. And so I just love that. I do too. And you could, we could, we experienced uh, the beautiful church in Rojo Gomez. Yes. That's the way they live. And they were quick to respond that way. One of the things that I learned is how simple ministry mm. is. They see a need. And it's, some of the needs are as simple as feeding kids so that they can learn in school. Other needs is uh, to just help people in practical ways, in sewing and different things, just meeting kind of physical yeah. needs. And as they meet physical needs, then people are open and they say, you know what, I want to know what the church has for me. I want... I want to know what God has for me. And I think that's such a powerful reminder because I feel like one of the things that we do in America is make ministry complicated. It's got to be more sophisticated. It's got to be uh, a bigger deal where it's simple. You just meet people like Jesus did with whatever need, a prayer, a blessing, uh, a meal yes. and you meet them in that need and it changes a life yeah it it's a it's, it's, a, it's a great it's a great thing to just watch as people meet the real needs at that particular moment they don't worry too much about what's going to happen tomorrow we were being told that the teachers would give the kids their own food if the kids came into school you know hungry yeah. so the teacher is thinking I'm going to lay down what I have today to this kid and I don't know what I'll have yeah. you know but it's just that yeah as you said meeting that current need at that particular time without worrying about too much about tomorrow all right one of the things that i enjoy about christian and i'm going to let him do as we close is christian has this wonderful way of blessing and prayer and so as we close today what i'm going to ask uh christian to do is just finish our time with a great blessing and so christian you bless all the people that are listening to us today okay um Father, we come into your presence and we thank you that, um, God, we have that liberty to come into your presence, O oh God. And Father, we thank you that you've called us and you say you've called us by our names. God, you know us. You say you can even number the very hairs on our head. That's incredible to me, God. And so I thank you that you came for us and that, God, you have a purpose for each and every person. And so, God, we come to you surrendered and abandoned to you. And, Father, I'm just reminded of your word that says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity, O God. Father, I'm praying for this, that, Lord, we shall be united, O God, that, Lord, we shall not be divided um, across the lines of denominations and churches or countries or places, but, Father, we shall realize that you're coming for one church and one body, O God. Now, Father, I pray that that... Um, the power that raised Jesus Christ from the death, Father, shall, shall be in us, O God. And we, this week, we shall be able to go out realizing that that same power is still resident on us. And God, we can move out in power and in strength and nothing shall stop, shall stop us, O God. Your word tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We know that, Father, not all things that happen to us are good. But this week, God, we know and we're praying that, Father, you do work them for our good. And Lord, would you work all the, even the hard things the desperations, the hard times for our good and the glory and the honor Lord shall be yours and that's how we come to you abandoned and surrendered to you for it's in Jesus name we do pray and trust Amen. Amen. Have a great day